19 minutes it is uh, before 9 p.m. And uh, you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our Culture Talk segment, uh, which we bring to you every Thursday, taking a look at uh, all of the creators and uh, those who imagine a different society and uh, in so doing contribute to our culture. And uh, in some cases, not about imagining a different society, but um, I guess uh, trying to create new imaginaries within uh, the uh, throes of the reality we all inhabit and uh, certainly my next guest uh, falls into uh, that category uh, very much so. Lady Scully, uh, born in 1987 in Cape Town, is an artist uh, who has uh, been a recipient uh, of the uh, FNB Art Prize in 2020 and uh, the 10th such recipient of this uh, prestigious award since it uh, started in 2011 and uh, certainly somebody who's exhibited all around the world and who certainly has very strong views uh, on uh, what's happening all around us. Lady Scully, good evening to you and welcome. Hi, Ayabongo. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for, for coming through to speak to us this evening. And, uh, you know, uh, I think... If, if one considers your work, not only just aesthetically and visually, but also, I guess, some of the uh, issues that it brings up and uh, also some of uh, your work, uh, uh, one would come to a realization that a lot of it is about not just history, popular culture, uh, indigeneity, violence, sex and sexuality, but uh, really, I guess, about trying to grapple with uh, our post-apartheid reality in the context of uh, the ghosts that, uh, of colonialism and apartheid that certainly refuse to go to bed. Yeah, I just I just very recently had a show in Cape Town and we actually had it in the Breakwater Prison or what used to be the Breakwater Prison, which was an old um, colonial prison just by the waterfront. And sometimes I like to talk about how there's all these weird hidden evils, um, especially in where I'm from, Cape Town. There's these areas that even give you a chrill when you walk past it and maybe you won't know. But I think South Africa is one of those places where so many spaces that we inhabit every day in everyday life was used for very weird things that mm. we might not be aware of, but the energy still holds on to it. And mm. so I always I feel the like wind. Think about those kinds of things within yeah. the South African context. I always feel the wind in Cape Town sometimes. You know, sounds like mm. voices, uh, and, and people often say I'm a bit sort of weird for saying that. But I think that the point is well made. I mean, if you think about certain spaces, you know, the castle and uh, many other places yeah. that people who are from Cape Town take for granted, but uh, they certainly yeah, a big part enough, of... Yeah, and interestingly enough, that prison that I was talking about, um, where the Harbour Master's old house used to be, is a part of my representative gallery's building. And there's an mm. underground tunnel that goes from that space straight into the dungeons of the castle. And so there's also all these weird questions we have to ask ourselves about um, people's access to us and rules and regulations and all the different types of slaves that were brought from the islands into South Africa and from India and mm. from Angola and from Mozambique and all, from all of these places that surround us that have similar heavy histories just like us. Um, and mm. we forget that our histories are so intertwined. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's really what I try to think about in my work and obviously I try to add some things a little bit of zest everybody knows me for talking a lot about sexuality and and how we mm. perceive it in South Africa because I think a lot of us mix sexuality with so much violence it's like a normal sure, thing to do sure. in South Africa and I guess one would think that both of those things sex sexuality violence uh, mm. are all sort of heavily influenced and intermediated by questions of power 
and uh, I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in, in sort of how that comes through in your work uh, and how sort of power and space and, you know, uh, all of the questions of, and the overhang of history is able to come yeah. through in some of that work. I mean, I'm, I'm what they call from so-called colored descent. I mean, however you want to see it. I see myself as black, but I guess in a certain way, I'm of colored descent and koi descent, and I like to call myself a bushman. And so my works, even though they are about very heavy things, I love color and I love to use humor and I love to talk about things like the dope system and I like to talk about things like... Um, how we relate to things, just like cave drawings, you know. Um, and so I always call my work giant pop art cave drawings. And so I think that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to use pop culture. I'm trying to use the things we speak about every day um, to reflect everyday society. I mean, isn't that the obligation of the artist anyway? Sorry, I sound so serious. I love your show. So just oh, like, thank I'm you. like <laughs> trying to be all serious artist lady. But yeah. I'm such a fan. I mean, to hear a, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To hear you say that certainly is a feather in my I cap. Even so I'll certainly I even at the beginning. Sorry, hello. <laughs> So, 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 Lady Scully, I mean, um, your latest work, Good and Evil, yeah. and uh, the writings of women in captivity across different, I guess, times uh, in the history of our country, and I would venture to also say space, uh, is certainly yeah. something, I guess, that, that, that shook me as I was trying to prepare for the segment. Uh, because, you know, having been to um, Constitutional Hill and having seen the women's jail, uh, and yeah. having been, I guess, uh, you know, to different other areas of incarceration here at home uh, and yeah. elsewhere, it certainly does, I guess sort of uh, give one a very jarring sense uh, to think about, you know, what, what you make of uh, some of the writings that have come from spaces like that and uh, I guess what pieces yeah. of inspiration you've drawn from that. I think a lot of South African history because of apartheid and colonialism and how it was implemented, a lot of our history, especially um, being someone like a Bushman basically, which is just based on erasure, is that a lot of our history is word of mouth, it's us talking to each other, having anecdotal evidence that our grandparents tell us or our great-great-grandparents. And so for me, it's important to keep certain histories alive. Um, I like to think of myself as a storyteller. I like to think that that's something that I could hold on to of my culture, except for white wine and being paid in it. Um, <laughs> except for that. We'll come back, like we'll to, come back that to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to that. Mm. <laughs> I didn't do an SAB video. Damn, missed opportunity. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I really try to think about. I try to think about these things that we were forced to forget, um, because I think South Africa, a, a big part of the very, very thin thread holding us all together, is how we pretend that everything is okay when it's really, mm. really not. Um, and so I think that's really what I try to. People love coming to my walkabouts and things because I am a sponge. I know everything. I love history. I love tours. I love talking. I love reading. My parents are people that love history and collect books and know lots of things about lots of things. And so that kind of spoke into me really loving South Africa and I have been mm. forced to try to understand my, my role in it, I guess. Um, sure, and I just sure. found a niche with art. And so I think that's really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to understand South Africa myself and just kind of taking people mm. with similar thoughts or questions along with me. 
Okay, all right. Yeah. Ladies, well, I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick sure. spot break. Um, and uh, I won't promise you that it might maybe have some uh, SAB in it, but we'll, we'll certainly uh, take that break. <laughs> Everything. Uh, when, we, when we come back, I want us to talk about alcohol and social and population control. Uh, and, of course, sure. uh, uh, what um, what you refer to, uh, I guess, as popsack propaganda. I, I want to yeah. uh, get a clear sense of what that looks like. Let's take this sure. brief break. When we come back, we continue in our Culture Talk segment with Lady Scully. Ten minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our Culture Talk segment, and uh, uh, this evening we uh, speak to an artist and, uh, I guess, a social commentator. I, I certainly can say that, uh, Lady Scully, uh, who joins us uh, all the way from uh, Cape Town. And, uh, and Lady Scully, oh, I mean, no, I'm not. I guess... I'm in Joburg. Oh, you're not? Ooh, okay. No, all even right. my closest, some of my closest friends have forgotten that I've lived in Joburg for five years. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lady Scully joining us from uh, Joburg. Uh, and, and that being said, I mean, I, I think we're in a very interesting moment. Uh, and and mm -hmm. I thought, you know, when uh, my producer suggested uh, that we speak to you, I took that up because uh, no better time than the now, where there are debates around social control and population control around COVID-19. But those mm -hmm. debates also intersect with um, sort of control over and prohibition of alcohol, uh, which um, if you think about these two things as distinct themes have always intersected in large part uh, uh, in the community that uh, uh, that you made reference to earlier on as yeah. I guess uh, you know the so-called colored uh, community talk to us about that and I guess how you know history intersects with the present uh, especially when yeah. it comes to to this notion of saping I mean I have a very specific kind of history with alcohol and and being exposed to different types of effects of it um, when I was very young, my father was the head of the liquor board in a in a certain province, and I just remember being a child and going with them to talks and to things and going to workshops where people had to teach other people that if you throw um, beer on a bean that's covered in cotton wool, it won't grow, and if you throw um, water on another one instead of beer, it will grow. And that's how people would have to explain to people, you cannot drink while you're pregnant. And that was always such a funny thing for me to consider that we have become so desensitized with how we consume alcohol and think of alcohol and use alcohol very much as a coping mechanism for so much trauma that has happened to us. And I don't know, I just think that my life has been very much towards wondering what addiction means. I mean, I grew up in a retreat and in Steenberg. My mother was a teacher there for many years. And so I just used to see what happens in our communities, and I'm sure um, other colored people can definitely relate to um, what I'm saying. And I mean, when I was a child, I even did research, and I found out it was only illegal practice in 2004 to pay someone in alcohol. And that's not to say that it doesn't happen in to this day, you know. Um, and I don't know, I just think that South Africa, there's a reason why we are, why they try to numb us so much with substance abuse. And so in terms of 20 uh, COVID-19 and, and population control and stuff, I'm definitely, I'm a painter, so I'm definitely not going to talk to you too much about population control or what I think about that. Um, 
But in terms of COVID-19, I think isolation has made me ask lots of questions about how I consume alcohol, what I think Mm -hmm. about it, what it does for me, and definitely what it blocks as well. Um, So I think, yeah, that's really been my experience as an artist of that whole situation. Um, I can't say it should be banned. I can't say it shouldn't be banned. Um, There's so many people that want different things. But at the same time, I think um, there's lots to learn from maybe leaving people alone. They've been here for 125 years, paying people in alcohol. You know, (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to go under, or maybe they will. Who knows? I'm a Libra. I try to do the whole scale thing. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, I I guess, ladies, calling with the point that you're making, right? Um, Mm. Because I, I don't think the debate I want us to have is around saying, you know, let's continue with the ban or, you know, let's reverse the ban or anything like that. But it's really about trying to understand the social significance of alcohol as a recurring feature in a lot of the things we were talking about earlier on. Uh, You know, the violence. Yeah, yeah, the trauma, the violence, the abuse, um, you know, and uh, I guess, I guess around all of the things that we're talking about, because it seems the debate is Mm. is always around the trauma units and uh, the trauma units getting clogged up. Without maybe yeah. also understanding, I guess, uh, some of the issues that the alcohol is trying to numb. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I think um, as humans, we don't want to feel uncomfortable, but sometimes that's the only way you can go to a next level is to turn towards uncomfortable feelings and memories and things. And it's surprising what can happen in your mind and your life once you turn towards things that feel uncomfortable at first. And feel so, something so, like a <laughs> like a Rumi code book. Yeah, well, I, I guess you know somebody <laughs> might say we're starting to sound like an AA meeting, but yeah, <laughs> let's put that aside. I had one aside. today, okay. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I mean, I guess anyway. I guess let's let's talk about the human cost of that, um, because yeah. I think a lot of a lot of what we haven't been able in the historiography of South Africa to talk about, and even in the contemporary present. Is that yeah. role of slavery, um, you know, as a, a reality? We, we like to think that slavery was something that happened, you know, in West Africa, in the Americas yeah. and elsewhere long ago, uh, without trying to understand, I guess, how even the DOP system as a, a system of payment effectively was mm. some type of slavery, but a slavery where, you know, many of the producers felt that rather than give you food, let me give you what we produce on the farm. Yeah, I just think we've been weaponized against each other and alcohol is an easy method to do that with and addiction is an easy method in which to do that and it's been working for hundreds of years and Mm -hmm. not only in this form of slavery but in other parts of the world in america in europe in england um it was a tool used to keep people oppressed and numb and yeah so that's really what i want to do with very Mm. big giant oversized colorful drawings and paintings. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah. I've been doing okay, a lot so of solo shows and I did yeah? coin for South Africa. You know, I did the five rand mm. of which they made a million units. That was like one of my biggest highlights of my life. But yeah, and you had brunch really and you had brunch busy, with so Tito Mboweni as well. To, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying and you had brunch with Tito Mboweni. Uh, no, I didn't. 
I actually so, didn't. He just came to kind of knight me and Neil Matlangu and a whole bunch of the rest of us awesome. that did coins, and then they scurried out. But it was really nice to be at Con Hill okay. and uh, be honored in that way to do a coin okay. for South Africa. I feel like I'm going to so live like, forever now. Well, indeed. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, the uh, work of your hands uh, will certainly live on forever. And I, th I think that's, that's the kind of legacy, uh, as rich as it is, uh, that uh, makes our nation a bit richer. M maybe a last comment on my end, I guess, as somebody who's also a consumer of the art and uh, some of the insights that you share. Sure. This week, w there was a lot of conversations going around, around one voter basson. Now, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, anybody who knows um, Project Coast and I guess what it did, um, yeah. and might be asking themselves why we have Mandrax flooding our communities. Uh, yeah. We'll often, I guess, think of, of that project and one of its most identifiable people, one voter person, who still works in the medical industry, by the way. I like, um, I like yeah? telenovelas and I like uh, TV and I like big, fantastical twists that no one can believe. And so for me, living in South Africa... Um, and a place where someone so, someone that did such vile things and yeah. uh, things that we might not even ever know, and the fact that that person can still practice, it's just something that made me think of a TV villain, and it just made me think mm. of something you'd be making up. But it's true, you know, someone who did all of those things, Dr. Death, is a cardiologist in South Africa still to this day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I've got to say yeah. about that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was just saying that uh, I, I guess uh, that that might be some inspiration or a muse for you going forward. But uh, mm. I mean, it certainly does show us that uh, this country is alive with possibilities, uh, both good is. and evil. If you can set um, your mind to anything you want to do, guys, you should do it because anything is possible. That is what I want to <laughs> have part with you. With. <laughs> anything is possible. Ladies, Koli, thank you very much for your time. And maybe just before we let you go, uh, where can people find some of your work uh, as part of your latest uh, work, Bound, which is inspired by the writings of women in captivity? Um, Bound, Bound is a show that finished in December, but not to worry. I will be doing something very soon with my representative gallery. But if you want to buy a work, they can send you a catalog. That's Everard Reed, um, in case awesome. anyone wonders who represents me. Okay, and on awesome. Obviously, Ladies Corley. Awesome stuff. Ladies Corley, thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, certainly Ayabonga. hope that uh, you'll continue to listen to the platform as well. It's been great having you on the platform. Thank you so much. Good night. Cheers. That there was Lady Scully speaking to us this evening for our Culture Talk segment. 9 p.m. is the time.